Hello and welcome to this final segment that we present today from our look at the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. It puts me in the mind of an old song that said, Satisfied and tickled too, just to know that I'm in love with you. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying that he's learned the secret of being satisfied and at peace and happy in the Lord by trusting in him, not in his circumstances, that regardless of his circumstances, he's learned the secret to contentment and that contentment involves peace and it involves joy. And there's nothing that makes our souls sing louder than contentment peace, and joy. And so this is a lesson we all need to learn. We're in chapter 4, verse 10 through 23. We're going to read the verses, then we will pray about them and talk about them, break them down a little bit, and look through this as we conclude our look at this book of Philippians. Verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Lord, open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may not only see and hear, but we may understand the beautiful message you have for us. Send your Holy Spirit fresh and new into us that he would open and guide us as we look at these verses and we become less like us and more like Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. So as we've noted several times through this series, Paul is writing this letter from prison in Rome. He is facing circumstances where he anticipates being put to death. He stays chained to a Roman soldier, yet he finds great reason for joy and peace and contentment, and it's all from and through Jesus and Jesus alone. And if we can just get this lesson into our own minds and into our own hearts, then that's exactly what Paul is teaching them. And God is teaching you and I, because this is not the old word of God recorded. This is the living and active 
word of God speaking to us fresh and new today. He said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and we can all rejoice in the Lord greatly. When we start listing the things that we have to be thankful for, and and we can talk about sun and rain and breath and air and food and a roof over your head, or if you don't have a roof over your head, a bridge over your head. We can go on and on, but especially for our relationship with God, our salvation that's in Christ Jesus, the sure hope that we have in Christ that nothing in this world can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There is always much to rejoice about in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, look, you guys were concerned for me. But I'm I'm not speaking of being in need. He said, I have learned what in whatever situation I am to be content. In other words, his contentment had nothing to do with his outward circumstances. It had everything to do with his inward knowledge, his knowing God in Christ Jesus, that is, by grace alone, a gift from God, through faith alone, and that also is a gift from God, to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's been born again. And if you've never done that, let today be that day, the day of salvation for you. Let it start right now and just put your trust in the Lord and receive the gift of eternal life by confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You're not saved because of something you did. You're receiving a gift that none of us could earn or do anything to contribute to. It's a gift from God. For God so loved you that he gave his son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. So how how much better can it get than that? That's the best good news ever, right? So Paul is saying, look, I can be content. I'm satisfied and tickled too, no matter what's going on around me, because my satisfaction doesn't have anything to do with my circumstances. It has everything to do with my relationship, my relationship that I have with God in Christ Jesus. Then he makes this beautiful and telling statement in verse 13. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, through him who loves me, through him who came and lived a perfect sinless life and died in my place for me. I can do everything through Jesus Christ. There's nothing I can't do in Christ. So there's nothing that that comes against us in this world that we can't say the same that Paul is saying, that in Christ, it's okay, no matter what. He says, it was kind of you to share my troubles, and and you know that from the very beginning, you guys have been given to me and have blessed me with gifts, even when I was preaching at other churches over in Macedonia and Thessalonica. You sent help for my needs over and over. He said, but I, I'm not seeking a gift. He said, I am seeking the fruit that increases to your credit, You know, when we give, it's not that we give to get, but when we give, we do get. We get get blessings in the sense that just the, the satisfaction and the blessing of the fruit, the fruit of giving, the fruit of love, the fruit of sharing with others, 
that is just a huge blessing to us, and, and it honors God. He said, I've received full payment and more. I'm, I'm well supplied. He said, you sent Epaphroditus, and what you sent was just, it was just such a sweet fragrance. It was satisfying and, and pleasing to me, and it was acceptable and pleasing to God. In other words, God was pleased with what they did as well. And then he makes this beautiful statement in verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My God, there's only one God. Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. Our Father is the one true God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God who has always existed and will forever and ever and always exist, and that he will supply every need of yours according to his riches. He has riches beyond our ability to describe, and they're for us, because when we're born again in Christ Jesus, we become joint heirs with Christ and we become the adopted children of God spiritually. And this is spiritual is more real than physical because physical goes away, but spiritual doesn't. So even though we can't touch the spirit and sometimes that seems elusive to us, if you're in Christ and, and you're reading the word and you're praying and seeing what God's doing, you know that the spirit life is more real, more refreshing, more fulfilling than anything this physical life has to offer. I love my physical life, and I enjoy it. But the spiritual life, which is, is over and above the physical, is just beyond description. And so God will meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory, where he is now in Christ Jesus. So that that's the only way to God. We're... We, before we're born again, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. That is, spiritually, we're born dead. We don't, we don't do something and then become dead. We're born dead spiritually because we're born in sin. We're conceived in sin. We're born in sin. But then if we receive the gift of eternal life by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are made alive. We come from death to life, from blind to seeing, from lost to found. And when that happens, all of the riches of God are ours in Christ Jesus. Nowhere else, but in Christ Jesus, all of those riches are ours. He said, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. He, he could have said to our God, we just thank you. We honor you. We say you are the best, best, best of all that's ever been. We just thank you. We bless you, God. And then he said as he closed, he said, look, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. He, he's saying be friendly with one another there in, the, in your local church in Philippi or wherever you and I are today. He said the brothers who are with me greet you. Christians have this instant connection that is it's a part of that spiritual riches we were just talking about that you can be if if you're in Christ and you're really seeking after him meaning that you've said I just want more of Jesus 
then your spirit is going to identify with other Christians, and it's just going to be a blessing. It's, it's just hard to describe. He said, all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Now, Caesar was the emperor in Rome, and Paul was his prisoner. And you don't normally think of, of hey, uh, I'm also sending you greetings from the jailkeeper and the, and the screw that, you know, that's what they call them in prison. Uh, but he's saying that all these guys are, are sending greetings to you. Guess what's happened to Paul? Paul was put in jail, they thought, to punish him. But instead, God is using it to bring people to, to Christ. People are being born again in jail because Paul is there. That's why he says my chains, the chain that he's chained to the soldier with, are for the glory of God, to increase the kingdom. And then he closes with this beautiful statement, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. God bless you. I've had a wonderful time working through this book of Philippians. We could go back through it and dig out twice as much gold next time as we got this time. And we'll do that again, Lord willing, in the near future. God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you now and forever in Christ Jesus. Amen.